that first foray into intuitive eating is almost like a turtle furtively sticking its head out of its shell. Goodbye diets and hello sustainable health. I'm Elise, dietitian and nutritionist based in the Silicon Valley. I believe that we all deserve an effortless relationship with food without obsession. After more than a decade of dieting, binging, and everything in between, I want to help you heal and rediscover a healthy relationship with food. If you're a millennial looking for some food therapy, I'm here for you. Come with a glass of wine, we'll debunk wellness culture, hormone health, intuitive eating, and more. It's not about the food, ladies. Let's get to what you're really hungry for. You may be thinking, I still want to lose weight, but I don't want to be on a diet and I want to retain my sanity around food. The question is, can I still lose weight if I let my body eat what it wants, if I try and eat intuitively? The answer to this is, it completely depends on how much you trust yourself around food. In the past, did you find yourself eating everything in sight when you try to eat intuitively? That's a sign that you don't necessarily trust yourself around certain foods. So listen on. If you recently tried to let yourself eat all food in an attempt at intuitive eating, this next excerpt might resonate with you. So I wrote this in my personal journal back in November of 2014. So this must have been my last year of undergrad. As I was practicing more intuitive eating, the next thing you know, this happened. So I'm eating most hours of the day, hopping from grocery store to convenience store to whatever other place that carries food to pick up yogurt, chocolate, snacks, and fruit at ungodly hours. I'm in this crazed state of searching for food and eating at all times, and I'm missing out on club meetings, classes, and yoga just to eat more and become too full to move. Even walking to class is trying and begrudgingly done each step momentous. I guess I was too hungry during the summer, too much deprivation, and now the rebound has come. So this was my headspace back in 2014. And I tried. I it was I gave it my best shot. It was not for lack of effort. I thought I could trust myself around food. I thought I could step into the world of intuitive eating, but then I immediately reverted back to restricting because this was too scary. This was too much. I still did not trust myself around food and this this happened. So how could I trust myself around food? How could I let my body eat what it wants when stuff like this happens? In those moments of despair, If you gave a valiant effort towards bettering your relationship with food and it went to complete dog poop, I want you to know that you're not alone. That first foray into intuitive eating is almost like a turtle furtively sticking its head out of its shell. In order to know you're safe, you kind of have to frequently poke your head out to survey the environment and trust that you're safe. But again, you're just kind of like this turtle trying ever so slightly to trust yourself around food. Better yet, the better option is to go all in and just leave your head out for good for a very long time. Do like a 360 twirl, get a full look at your surroundings and really get yourself comfortable with the idea and commitment to intuitive eating. And usually what causes us to turn back 
what what causes the turtle to kind of shoot its head back into the shell is when you feel scared. Maybe when a binge happened when you thought you could trust yourself or you just can't face the world of intuitive eating because it just seems too hard. And you go back to your safe shell of clean eating and restricting and tracking and obsessing over food. But the magic happens when you go through those initial binges, those initial bouts of losing control, and you learn from them. You learn what your triggers are. You learn what emotional state causes that sort of frantic lack of control. You start to give your body the food that it needed for so long. So remember back in the journal entry, I had mentioned that I had restricted myself for an entire season before that. And now my body, my primal hunger was coming out. So know that there is an uncomfortable period where your body just physiologically needs that food because it's been restricted for so long. And at that point, it might not be because of emotional triggers or stress or anything like that. It's purely primal and physiological at that point. And be okay with that for a little bit. That's really the beginning of the end, essentially. The beginning and the end of food obsession and food guilt. So back to the weight. The number one thing I see with my own clients when they kind of step their foot into this world of intuitive eating and food freedom The thing that causes the turtle, my client, to go back into their safe shell is when the scale starts ticking up and you notice weight gain. And all too often, any sign of bloating or weight gain will stop us dead in our tracks and we want to go back to our safe shell and we want to stop trying with the intuitive eating because why does that matter if we feel awful about ourselves and our bodies? So the thing about these moments when you want to still lose weight but try intuitive eating it's almost like this dichotomy how could you look at the scale and try to trust yourself when the turtle is still in such a fragile frightful state the fear being the weight gain of course so in that way if you are feeling fragile and scared i would rather you almost throw the scale away in the beginning stages because that's only going to cause more torment to look at the number to see fluctuations as you try and develop trust around all foods so i would almost say that you can't really focus on losing weight if you want to try intuitive eating you can hope that down the line that the weight levels out but you cannot rest your hope on any weight changes in the beginning it's only going to stop you dead in your tracks that's why it's it's so important to put weight loss on hold while you start this process and trust me you're only going to prolong the the turtle poking its head back and forth if you focus on the weight it it really could be years and decades if you continue to make weight the focus so the magic and the trick here is just to reprioritize for this moment in time doesn't have to be always and forever but if you really care about intuitive eating And this is something that I work really closely with my clients. If they're not ready to let go of the scale or let go of the the goal to lose weight, I'm going to be right there with them. With my clients, I'm not going to push them to throw the scale away. That's not my style. My approach is to ask you on a daily, weekly basis, you know, how do you feel? 
is the gamble, is looking at the scale worth the emotional turmoil? How do you feel about that situation? Does it cause you to be more obsessive with food that day? If so, is that part of the healing process? Is that detracting? And I never put my agenda on the patient or the client. I just try and highlight what is objective and what they're experiencing so that they can come to a conclusion on their own. Given all of that, I want you to do yourself a favor because I don't know you personally or and I can't talk to you one-on-one. I want you to just prioritize healing your relationship with food if you really want to to be free, if you really want to strive towards food freedom, try and develop body respect. You don't have to love your body. You don't have to accept it at this very moment, but respect it enough to know that you have to give it space. You have to give the goal of weight loss space for now. And what ends up happening to your weight will be much easier to handle on a psychological level. So in the beginning, if you can just reprioritize, start to really develop body respect and slowly embrace your body towards acceptance, then whatever happens with your weight is a side effect. And at the end of the day, the goal is really for you to regain your freedom around food, to get back your life and start thriving. If weight fluctuates in the meantime, let it be and know that you have support around you, hopefully family and friends, maybe a therapist, maybe a dietitian. So if you want further support, I have one worksheet that you might find helpful that contains some body image reflection questions. You can actually download that worksheet. And of course, you're always welcome to work with me one-on-one. I am taking a very small handful of one-on-one clients right now. So if you're interested, feel free to just go on my website, elisezlu.com and see what I can do for you and just get in touch. So hopefully you got something out of this podcast episode today. I would so appreciate it if you could rate, review, and subscribe to this podcast on Apple. That would be so appreciated as I continue to pour energy into this podcast. It'll be nice to know what you got out of this episode. So until next time, I will see you all on Tuesday.